Our scripture today comes from Matthew 6, 6, 1 through 6, and 16 through 18. Be careful you don't practice your religion in front of people to draw their attention. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Whenever you give to the poor, don't blow your trumpet like as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so they praise from other people. I assure you, that is the only reward that they will get. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that you may give to the poor in secret. For your Father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street so people will see them. I assure you that's the only reward that they will get. But when you pray, go to your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is present in your secret place. Your Father who sees you in that secret place place will reward you. And when you fast, don't put on a sad face like the hypocrites. They distort their faces so people will know they're fasting. I assure you that they have their reward. When you fast, brush your hair, wash your face. Then you won't look like you are fasting to people, but only your Father who is present in that secret place. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of Scripture. Our hearts and minds are open. Amen. Have you uh, ever wondered why it is that we we tend to strive for the spotlight? Uh, In in preparation of the the sermon today, uh, I came across an article that referred to a website called IWantToBeFamous.com. Now, in this website, if you'll send in your picture and a write-up about what makes you famous... They will put it on for 24 hours. Now, the reasons people gave for uh, putting themselves on this website just are all over the map. Uh, Amy says, I want to make my ex-boyfriends jealous. Uh, Travis said, I'm just bored with the ordinary life. Meredith wanted to make sure that her friends and family knew her as something more than just a high school dropout. And Ricky said, I want to be wanted. You know, it it is our human nature to want to be noticed and recognized. Uh, Now, the spotlight can become addictive to us because it validates us and it gives us a sense of purpose. Uh, In a journal in Psychology Today, they argue that that we are kind of hardwired to seek attention. They say this goes back to our primal need of survival. Uh, We are in the middle of a sermon series Uh, where we are taking Jesus' teachings from the Sermon on the Mount and and looking at them because Jesus is calling us there to live life differently. 
He's urging us not to just believe in him, not to just follow him, but to embody the way in which he lives. Uh, Jesus is teaching us through the text that Mike read for us, you know, what we do alone shows more of our true self than what others see. Uh, You know, there's been uh, lots of debate in the theological world over who the audience is there that Jesus is teaching to in the Sermon on the Mount. Are they already disciples, followers of the way, or are they people who might become followers of the way? I think it's probably a little of both, but I tend to lean toward that this is probably a more religious group of people because when Jesus began uh, this sermon, he didn't start off with religious stuff. The way the sermon is structured, it's as if the, the audience probably has a little bit of a religious background. Now, in in the text that we read today, has two sections. And each of these sections addresses a practice that is widely applauded in the Jewish community. And it also, these became part of some of the earliest of Christian practices. Uh, Jesus is moving people to the why we do what we do? What is behind the act of these religious practices? What what motivates us to give to the poor, to pray, to fast? Uh, The Sermon on the Mount reminds us of just how connected Jesus is to the Jewish community and teachings. Many have said that the Sermon on the Mount uh, shows a distancing from Jewish practices, but but I I argue that the Sermon on the Mount uh, embraces Jewish teachings. Our scripture says, be careful that you do not practice your religion in front of people to draw their attention. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Jesus is warning people not to do acts, religious acts, in order to get accolades from people. Jesus is not arguing not to participate in religious practices. He, he is simply wanting people to check their motives. Do, do you Do you come to a place of worship? Do you give to the poor? Do you fast because you want to be noticed or because you love God and God's people? Jesus goes on to say, whenever you give to the poor, don't blow your trumpet as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets so they may get praise from people, I assure you, That's the only reward they will get. I think there are many reasons why people who who have a faith in God have turned their back 
on the church. One of the most common things we hear is that I don't go to church because there's just a bunch of hypocrites there. Uh, many times when, when using this word hypocrite, uh, we think of people who may have gotten it wrong or made a mistake, but that's not the case at all. Hypocrite was a term for a stage actor. And in those days, actors wore masks to conceal their true identity. Jesus is not talking about people who mess up because we all mess up. You're right, the church is full of hypocrites if that's the definition. Jesus is talking about people who intentionally try to deceive others in how they live their life for God. Now, in our scripture reading today, Jesus uses the word secret six times in three verses. Uh, the Greek word for secret is krupte, and I probably said that wrong, and uh, we'll probably hear about it in worship planning on Tuesday. But this word can be translated as in secret or hidden or concealed. The word emphasizes doing something in private, doing something where others won't see what's happening. Jesus is teaching us, you know, what we do alone shows more of our true self than what others see. Uh, now, in my preparation for this series, I've, I've been reading uh, a book by Sky Jatani called, What If Jesus Was Serious? Uh, this is a short book, and, and Sky Jatani follows the Sermon on the Mount. And, and when it came to, to this particular passage, Sky said this, if Jesus was serious, then we would let people think what they will about us. Man, that's difficult, isn't it? Uh, our culture often places great importance on external validation, and we do our best to avoid criticism. This is why, did you know this? Some people actually purchase likes for their social media feeds. Uh, we got a clip for you that I, I want to show that, that Mike Holly, our senior pastor, found uh, from the sitcom Seinfeld. And, and what I want you to notice is how George desperately wants to make sure that he gets noticed. Take a look. You know, for us to break through uh, this desire for approval, it, it takes a lot of hard work, and a deeper understanding of our faith and values. You know, throughout this chapter six in Matthew, Jesus is showing us the dangers of living to win the approval of others rather than winning, I mean, living to please God. He's nudging people toward a new way of living, a better way of being present in the world and bridging the gap between seeking God's 
approval instead of people's approval, we first need to really embrace that God loves us. I think one of the reasons why we seek the approval of other people is is because of one of our basic needs is to be loved, right? And I think so many of us, we can't believe that God actually loves us just the way we are. And there's no wonder the church, the Big C Church, for years has been giving people the impression that you have to be fixed before you go into the community of Christ, and that's just not true. God already loves you just the way you are. Uh, you know, imagine that, that you were invited into a, a special group and given a letter that assures you of how loved you are by that group. Uh, I say that because it's something similar to happen to the founder of the Methodist movement, John Wesley, uh, when he was at the Aldersgate gathering and, and heard the words of Martin Luther. It's there that he felt his heart on fire because God loved him. And, and this experience showed him that God's love doesn't depend on something else. It doesn't depend on what we do. That God already loves us just the way we are. And this was a game changer for Wesley. And it became a significant part of his teachings. Now, one of the things I think that we can do to help us remember that we don't need the approval of others because God loves us is setting up daily reminders for ourselves. Uh, and this can be done pretty simply. Find your favorite encouraging Bible verse and put it on a sticky note. Put it on your mirror. When you go to brush your teeth and brush your hair, you're reminded of God's love. Or maybe you make that scripture your home screen on your phone so every time you look at it, you're reminded that God loves you very much. The more we live in the assurance of God's love, the less we need the approval of others. One of the things that I find so comforting is that we're not created to live life alone. We, we are created to live life in community with each other. And, and if we're going to not depend on what other people think, we need to surround ourselves with an encouraging community. Now, we are intentionally using the sermon series to help us learn how to embody Jesus, not just as individuals, but also as a church. How do we as a church community embody Jesus' teachings? You know, if we want to live in a great, encouraging community, I think there's a few things that, that we can do to help us do that. One is we got to participate. You know, I, I used to tell the confirmation students when, when I was in that world that you're only going to get out of this experience what you put into it. And the same's for us. We're only going to get out of something what 
we put into it. And we need to participate. We need to participate regularly. And it's easier today than ever to participate within worship when we can't be here on Sunday. Uh, all of our worship songs and sermons are online in a few months. Uh, if, if they can make some microchips, we'll have a live stream right here uh, the, in our service as well. But worship isn't enough. We also need to be a part of small groups. Small groups are there to help you when life goes off the rails a little bit, when things get tough. A small group can help you live into who God knows that you can be. And the last thing I want to say about having an encouraging community is we need to stick with it. You know, we, we have a culture of consumer culture and it's so easy to go, yeah, I don't like that, I'll try this and I'll try this and I don't like that. But, but the problem with doing that, I'm not saying you never leave a church, but the problem with doing that is you don't build those roots with people. You know, there's a story about a man who was deserted on a de desert, he was on an island all by himself and he was there for, for years and, and finally he was rescued. And he got on the helicopter, and the helicopter lifted up, and as they were going over the island, the pilot looked down and saw three structures, and he said, what are those? And he goes, well, one's my house, and the other two are churches. The pilot went, why do you have two churches? He said, well, I didn't like the people at the first one. Y'all got it? Uh, we can change, but the problem is we'll be at the other one too. And that's a hard reflection, isn't it? And that brings me to my final kind of things that we can work on this week. Is for us to care more about God and less about people, we have to have self-examination. It's important for us to look at our motives, look at why we do what we do. I know that can be difficult. Uh, I want to encourage you to this week try and find a quiet few moments, either at the beginning or end of your day. It can be in the middle. It doesn't matter. But a quiet few moments to reflect. To reflect on the person you have been and the person you would like to be. Reflect on why am I doing this? Am I doing it to get accolades in my work or am I doing it because I care about my job? These kinds of moments, this reflection can give us a sacred gift, a sacred gift of mindfulness and being present in the moment rather than living in the past or living in the future. You know, what we do alone shows more of our true self than what others see. I'd like to ask the worship team to uh, come up as we close our time together. Jesus used the word secret six times in this passage. He also used another word. Let's see if you can figure it out. Uh, and when you fast, don't put on a sad face like the hypocrites. They distort their faces uh, 
so people will know they are fasting. I assure you they have their reward. When you fast, brush your hair and wash your face, then you won't look like you're fasting to people, but only your father who is present in that secret place. Your father who's in secret will reward you. What's the other word? Reward, yeah. Rewards you seven times. We all want that 15 minutes of fame, don't we? Or, or in case of the I want to be famous.com or 24 hours of fame. We want that reward. But Jesus is telling us there is a much better reward than the reward we get from other people. There's a much better reward than the reward we get from tons of likes on our social media feeds. Jesus is talking about something different altogether. This reward that Jesus is talking about is not a quid pro quo for righteous acts. It is not stars in your crown so you can get to heaven. This reward, when we set aside our desire to impress the world and focus on how we can love God, this reward is the best reward of all. It's the reward of being a part of God's community, having a seat at God's table. Let's pray. Oh God, help us to set aside our selfishness, to set aside our pride. Give us the ability to not so much care what other people think of us, but the desire to love you and to love your people. In Jesus' name, amen.